Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Talks with Joe podcast. Today, I have a special guest. Her name is Mecca, and I'm super excited to have her on. Um, I met her because she did a reading for me, and then I just loved her energy. So I want really wanted to invite her on. So Mecca, why don't you say hello and introduce yourself? Hello, everyone. <laughs> I am Mecca Eleven, and I am a Reiki healer, energy healer, um, oracle reader. Uh, I have a lot of creative energy as well. So I sing and I belly dance. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, all the things. (laughs) All the things. (laughs) Anything creative. Yes. (laughs) Let's activate our sacral chakras. (laughs) Absolutely. Fun fact too. um, I, I saw something on YouTube where you you can use this like guitar app and you can talk and find out which um, chakra you you speak in, which key you speak in. And when I did mine, it was definitely sacral. I speak the key of the sacral chakra a lot. So that is so interesting. You're going to have to share that with me. I want to check that out. (laughs) Okay. So I guess like um, my first question, like how did you get into spirituality and all of this stuff? Uh, well, I've always been very spiritual as a little girl, um, and it's it's came in like increments throughout the years. And uh, my mother was a tarot reader and astrologer, so uh, I just grew up around um, just mystical, um, magical, um, amazing tools like that, and. Um, and then, you know, I kind of straight away as I, as I got older and then I would say back in 2013 started to really truly um, awaken and connect um, to my higher consciousness and expand and, and kind of completely transform because I, I did come from a lot of um, childhood trauma. So mm. there was some things that I had to kind of go back and, and look at and heal and I had to figure out how to heal myself from that. I went, I got diagnosed by two different doctors, PTSD, child wow. PTSD. Mm-hmm. And, um, and what they gave me was, okay, here, you know, take this medication, you'll be, mm. you know, you'll be fine. That's, and that's usually how Western medicine is, Yeah, it's, you know, prescribe you medication. And, and I wasn't the type to really um, like I never liked taking medicine. I never liked taking prescriptions. So I just, I started looking for alternatives, more, yeah. you know, um, more natural ways of, of healing myself. And, um, and that's what kind of sparked my awakening. Oh, wow. That's so awesome. And it's cool that you came from like a mother that was very open to these practices. And then she practices it herself because like, um, I know like a lot of like families, like, especially like growing up, you think it's, it's kind of taboo to like dab dabble into these things. And then I, like when I first got into it, it was like, oh my gosh, my family is going to think I'm crazy. So I would like hide everything. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. People they have their opinions on it. They you know, they just have certain opinions that are that that kind of shed a negative light on oracle readings and tarot readings and yeah um, 
And I think it's just all, it all kind of, I guess, depends on your intentions with it. Oh yeah. Intention is everything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So you mentioned um, 2013 specifically, is there like an event, if you, if you don't mind sharing, of course, like an event that like kind of sparked like your whole awakening process? Yeah. um, Yeah. So I, I started, I noticed that my moods would be up and down Mm -hmm. and I noticed that um, I wouldn't, I couldn't express myself unless I was upset or angry. Mm. And also I just had issues with confrontation. So I would, I would go into this um, fight or flight um, defense mechanism and I would flight. I would just avoid confrontation altogether, freeze and just disappear. Yeah. and it started to, at the time I was in a relationship and it started to affect my relationship mm-hmm. and it took certain words that he told me and he kind of called me out on that I had to kind of stop and be like, whoa, uh, mm-hmm. he mentioned, he said, you know, you can't express yourself unless you're upset or you're angry and you just hold everything inside um. and then let it explode. And I was like, you know what? He's right. <laughs> right and yeah. I, I'm tired of being this way I don't want to be this way because I think I'm kind of, I'm becoming this way with everyone in my life and it starts mm-hmm. to affect relationships yeah and um and that's that's you know also the reason why I wanted to kind of take that natural path and I've always believed yeah. in you know the natural way the natural path yeah and that that's what kind of sparked like a change and I was like okay <laughs> Time to like go deep and do some shadow work and kind of work through these issues mm-hmm. and figure out what's going on and see, you know, the pain that I'm holding on to, to see if um, I'm able to kind of push through and heal through these traumas mm-hmm. and um, in Reiki, getting a Reiki healing mm-hmm. session was um, definitely one of the start of <laughs> of that as well. So, and when I had my first Reiki healing session, I was like, whoa, this is incredible. Yeah. I can't even explain it. Yes. I a hundred percent agree with that. Cause when I first got my, um, my first ever Reiki session, I didn't know what to expect. I'm just like, I just need to relax. I guess like people like doing this. I'm going to go try it out to see how it is. And then um, I I got more out of it than what I expected. Like I was super relaxed. And then there were like some areas where I knew that um, the Reiki practitioner's hands were not on me, but I still felt hands there. And that's when it got like freaky. And then I even asked her afterwards, I was like, I know you did. I know you moved your hand, but I still felt something there. And then she told me like, oh yeah, that was your spirit guide. And she's just like nonchalantly <laughs> telling me Absolutely. that. Absolutely. <laughs> and it's, it's, I think that's the most mystical part about it is yeah. you, you truly do experience that and you, you don't even, you can't explain it, but you know, something's going on. And I think that's the most like mystical and magical part of energy healing yes that's why I love it so much oh it's so (laughs) healing it's so incredible for the mind body and soul it's Mm -hmm. incredible yeah um and so you also mentioned um shadow work so can you talk a little bit more of shadow work for some people who may not know what that means or what it is yeah um so shadow work is 
So basically when we are children and we go through something traumatic, we develop these toxic traits. We take on these toxic traits as a defense mechanism to protect us. And we're not even truly aware of it. And we take on these traits. Now, as we go into adulthood and we're able to take, now we're responsible for ourselves, we're able to take care of ourselves. We no longer need those negative traits. We don't, we don't know. I don't want to say negative, but toxic yeah. traits. we don't know. We no longer need that. So now the idea is to unlearn everything and kind of reparent ourselves mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, kind of tell that inner child within us, like, no, 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 we're <laughs> not anymore. We don't need that anymore. Yeah. And, and it's basically, you know, we, I, I don't want to say that we completely heal from our shadows or our shadows die. It's just, it's about making peace with our shadows. Mm, and- I love that. <laughs> <laughs> so how would one go about starting their shadow work, like working with their shadow or like understanding their shadow at least? <laughs> yeah. So um, I offer a service. It's called the inner child experience. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what that is about. And I go in with an oracle reading and or a, a chakra reading um, and a shadow reading as well. And that allows me to kind of get in tune to what's going on, what you've been through, um, because I am clear audience and I um, very, very, very intuitive. And I can, I get um, images from spirit guides and angels. Uh, so I kind of go that route, I use that as a tool, and then go into um, energy healing. And since we, tr- we, have a, we have trapped emotions within the body, mm-hmm. that could be you know, anywhere, that could be trapped anger, trapped um, uh, bitterness, um, grief. And I go in with energy healing, a Reiki session, and then I go in with the tapping technique, which is EFT. Um, it's an, it's, it's like an emotional psychology, uh, tool that clients can use, um, to shift the mind, shift the mind into a more positive state. Uh, but I also have them state what's happened, the most painful memories that they can kind of go through now that their energy is kind of open, their chakras are open. So I go in lastly with the tapping technique and it pretty much addresses the most painful moment of, of my client's life mm-hmm. and we stated out loud the most painful memories while we tap and then we follow it with a turnaround statement so what that would look like for example let's say someone was dealing with abandonment issues so we would do tapping points and let's say you let's say for example you've been left by your mother or your father or your parents neglected you and you felt abandoned. Mm-hmm. So we go in with stating that painful memory, you know, mom left, daddy left me oh. going through that. And then we do a turnaround statement, but I made it through. I'm strong. I'm here. It's, it's, it's shifting the mind yeah. and it's very emotional. It does. All of my clients get very emotional during this time because it's about addressing that pain and healing through it because oh. people don't know how to do that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I I just got goosebumps <laughs> because 
like um I've heard of tapping before but I never really tried it so like now that it's like hearing it's kind of like shifting your perspective in a way and then trying to awaken your subconscious to believe the same things that you're saying Absolutely. yeah (laughs) and it's a very powerful technique and it it definitely uh creates that that mind shift uh and addressing the pain at the same time so you're you're because we hold it in Mm -hmm. so whatever held in we want to get that out we want to clear we want to clear yeah (laughs) like get out (laughs) let it go (laughs) cleanse our mind body and soul yeah so it seems like a lot of the work you do kind of relates a lot to um, mental health and then you know you explaining your experiences earlier it relates a lot to like mental health and I was reading on your website you know relieving anxiety and depression like the natural way so I guess like how would you say spirituality connects with um, mental health I know it connects many ways but (laughs) yeah Absolutely. Um, you, you learn to have faith. You learn uh, a deeper connection with yourself and with the divine. Um, and when you, when you do get into spirituality, meditation is truly important. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you get into spirituality, you'll start to see the shifts. You'll start to see magical moments you'll start to see manifestations happen you'll start to to completely do a 180 and and witness all of these amazing things happening and you truly rely on your and you you learn to connect to your intuition with spirituality and you it's just life-changing. It's life-changing. You become so connected, so much more clear, so much clarity, mm-hmm. so much, um, you just become a person of more faith. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then let's say if someone is like feeling stuck, um, like, I guess, what are like some of the first things they can do to get themselves unstuck? Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> um, <laughs> So for what I've noticed, uh, from my experience, uh, it's getting into inspired action or getting Ooh. connected to that inner child. Yes. What are some things that you used to enjoy as a child or you used to do that you completely forgot about or you don't do anymore? What inspired yeah. Getting into inspired action. And then um, I would say kind of setting your goals or, or moving through, or, you know, kind of trying to manifest, getting into inspired action. So how I get into inspired action, if I'm feeling a little down, or if I'm feeling stuck, I would just, without any expectations, I play my ukulele, I'll sing, I'll dance, Mm. I'll do stuff that, that makes me happy, or to get, get me out of that that mindset or even paint or color do stuff you know connect to your inner child do stuff yeah when you're little (laughs) (laughs) play some games it will definitely shift your energy quickly yeah and I feel like the inner child is always like calling out for attention like especially your attention like hey I need some help I need I want to play but you're too busy working or all of that stuff (laughs) Yes. And if we ignore that inner child that's trying to call out to us, it creates problems. It creates problem in, problems in our life or relationships, um, mm-hmm. problems with ourselves, and we have to address that. 
So I, I would definitely recommend that if somebody's feeling stuck to get into that inspired action or connect to that inner child, do mm-hmm. stuff do, even if it's completely childish, go <laughs> and, and, and get um, some games. Yeah. Uh, you know, get, be playful, be in a playful energy, energy and then go and meditate. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, so much more can come out that way too. Um, when you finally connect <laughs> and that's like coming home to yourself because like your inner child is like yourself, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's all, our inner child's always there. Mm-hmm. We need to learn and nurture it. Yeah. And I also, um, I actually want to talk a little bit more about like um, shadow work. So um, you were talking about like EFT getting started. Is there like any other way where like, um, because like, our shadows could be like those parts where we may not love so much and then we may not like um we want to ignore it as much as possible like hey that's not me I'm like not <laughs> and then like kind of like neglect a huge part of ourselves so I'm just like wondering like how can we connect with that part when we're so committed to be disconnected to it <laughs> absolutely I think that I, I say I will I guess first and foremost the person has to be ready for the healing. Oh, because that's huge. Yes. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Yeah, you have to be willing. <laughs> you have to be ready and willing because this is dressing the most sensitive, vulnerable, and painful um, moments in your life. So you definitely have to be ready for it. And you def- it takes a lot of strength to encourage to do some shadow work and address those issues and and you have to be kind of tired of your own baggage like I'm just Mm -hmm. tired I'm ready for a change you have to be wanting to change and ready and willing to change um you know your patterns you have yeah you have to want that and sometimes you know as humans we can be so stubborn so stubborn and and in denial and and kind of tell ourselves no not that way and stubborn we're just very stubborn yeah. but i feel like you also have to be stubborn i guess stubborn in a good way and committed to your healing yeah and then get ready to like be able to sit through a lot of uncomfortable feelings while you do shadow work cuz obviously it's it's parts of you that you've been neglecting for a very long time. So get ready to cry, (laughs) get ready to be like angry. (laughs) Lots of crying, lots of anger, lots of just issues that people aren't ready to quite address Mm -hmm. um, when it comes to shadow work. It's, it's definitely, it's not easy. It's not. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. I mean, I, I originally um, I started getting into spirituality after going through like a major breakup like two years ago now that's when my spiritual awakening happened and then I didn't realize there were so many parts of me that I've been neglecting like I was just crying every day and I didn't the only thing was I was thinking about I didn't want to feel this way anymore so I started going to therapy and then I realized there's a lot of stuff when within me like unhealed wounds that I've been neglecting for so long where it was finally coming up to the surface and I was finally able to acknowledge it and then to me that's like a lot of like working 
through like your shadow work because like you said a lot of our stuck energies and emotions within our body and then that was like causing me so much pain um so then I was finally like okay I'm not gonna neglect you anymore so when I'm ever I'm talking to my like self now it's just like what if I'm feeling sad like how can I support you what do you need instead of like blaming myself for everything like bad that's happening (laughs) that's perfect because you are learning to have compassion for yourself and you have to because sometimes we can be a little harsh on ourselves even what we tell ourselves every day we can definitely be harsh on ourselves because that's what we learned how to do during Mm -hmm. childhood and I feel like a lot of awakening moments do happen when you start forming relationships with people um, because people are they they are our mirrors so our triggers things that trigger us um we attract those mirrors through all of that just to um just to learn about ourselves and to pay attention to those triggers and pay attention to what those mirrors what what are people mirroring to me yeah yeah for sure I always like kind of recognize that now like if I'm like attracting like someone an unavailable person for example like is there a part of me that's unavailable to myself is there a part of me that's neglecting parts of myself that needs attention is so I just ask myself those questions where like so I know that um, there's stuff I still have to work on before I can attract that perfect mirror <laughs> or and as close to as perfect as we can get anyways. <laughs> it's true. It's true. You, you, it's always within. And we have so many people in the society that is more focused on out. Mm-hmm. What's my outside reality? But they have no knowledge that it's all within. Yeah. You have to change your vibration. You have to get into the mindset of something specific if there's something you're trying to bring in or manifest. Yeah. Um, so earlier you were talking about your um, Claire audience gifts and Claire other Claire gifts. So is there like a specific time where you kind of just kind of discovered that you had it? <laughs> yes. So um, I had my first like vision when I was around six years old. Um, It was this vision telepathic moment with myself and my great grandmother. And I couldn't explain it. And it was very trippy. And then I had another um, vision as well. This was when I was around, I would say 12, 13 years old. Mm -hmm. And after that, I kind of stopped getting those visions because I feel like as children, and animals were so pure in our thinking. Yeah. Open to these magical spiritual gifts. We're so open to it and it comes so naturally to us. Yeah. So as children, we're, we, we become conditioned. Uh, We go through traumas, we experience traumas and we lose connection with our spiritual self. Mm -hmm. So we're not as open to those spiritual gifts. So I did lose, I I don't want to say lose, but I wasn't connected for a while. Yeah. Once I got back into meditation and and started that shadow work and became more spiritual, uh, those gifts started to become stronger and come back. So, um, so then I would hear messages from spirits as I was getting, giving uh, readings, I would hear messages come through. And 
at first I wasn't sure. Like, I started second guessing these messages because I, when I would hear the messages come in, I'd be like, okay, am I making it? Am I just making this up or am I actually channeling? Mm-hmm. I wasn't, I wasn't used to it because it's been so long. Yeah. So I would kind of hold back certain messages, but when I did, the other person would, would tell me, for example, I was doing a reading. Um, I was doing a, a live reading stream and someone was trying to connect to his wife that passed away. Mm-hmm. And what happened is his, his mother came through to me and she goes, you know, I, I, I hear the name. She was like, um, I go, is, do you call her mom, mama, a mama, like a, a name, a, a nickname? And it goes, yes, mama D. So then I, right after that, his wife starts to come through and she's like, how is my boy? Is what I kept hearing. How is my boy? How is my boy? I didn't say anything because I was set, I was like, ah, this is, and I started to get lightheaded and I was like, this is, this is too much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so I didn't say anything. And, um, and so we finished the reading and he sent me a DM at three in the morning and he goes, I'm sorry to bother you, but I really, I really have to know how she's doing because her son worries. And I wanted to ask him before, if, is, is there a son involved? Is there a, but he confirmed it for me, what I was hearing, because I heard her say, how is my boy? He didn't mention anything about the son. I wanted to ask about it. I wanted to say, is, does she have a son? But I didn't say anything, but he confirmed it later on. He goes, her son, wor- her son worries. And I go. Oh man, <laughs> that's so crazy. <laughs> Like, why didn't I, why didn't I tell him that she was asking about her son? Yeah. And, <laughs> and I was just like, oh gosh, okay. But then, um, then I started to get used to it and I started to kind of embrace it. And I was giving a friend a, a reading. And as I was giving him a reading, I kept hearing uh, his father come to me. And I kept hearing, he kept saying, mijo, mijo, look out for your brother, look after your brother. And I, I just said, I go, I don't know, but this is what I'm hearing. I said, yeah. So your father's telling me to look after your brother. And he goes, which one? And I go, I don't know. This is what I'm just hearing. <laughs> minutes later, could you not? Minutes later, he takes a phone call, goes outside. And at this point, I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'll, I'll leave now. So I, I follow him outside and I go, I go, I'm, I'm leaving. And he goes, Mecca. And he's, he goes, my brother just called and his ranch was set on fire. He had to call the fire department. Oh my God. Oh, oh my, that is so, no wonder. They were trying to tell, tell you mm-hmm. that something was about to happen. Yes. Oh yes. my God. <laughs> I can explain it, but, and I don't know whether I'm going to see a spirit guide or, or, um, or if I'm going to hear one, because there yeah. are, where I do see um, what they, a visual of mm-hmm. who's trying to come through, but it, mostly it's been clear audience as well. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So when you were telling me, you know, like, watch out for your brother, you know, yeah. Watch out for your sibling. Yeah. You know, yeah, take I'm care like, of them. <laughs> <laughs> what was about to happen minutes. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the 
means it doesn't I don't know because <laughs> oral Karinis I'm not sure if I'm like does that resonate and the person's like oh yeah that resonates and I'm like hey I don't know I'm just a messenger <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's kind of like because um I'm a Reiki practitioner as well so when I'm doing um Reiki on um, people, I get a lot of visual images. And then I also hear some stuff. And I, I never know what it means. Like, I have no idea. Like, it's all just all symbolism to me. Like, you could like, I could talk, I just talk about like nature, I see you walking on, um, let's say you're surrounded by trees. And then like, there's some kind kind of fence. Are you being blocked? Is there something blocking you? Like, that's what I see it. But then when I tell them about it, they're like, Oh, I know exactly what you mean. I was like, okay, as as long as you can relate to that. (laughs) Like, I know I was picking up something. Yeah. (laughs) And then, and then it's, I think it's the most magical moment and the mystical so mystical um when that when the other person confirms it and you're yeah like, oh this is insane yeah I actually did like a Reiki session on one of my friends before and then like she just told me okay tell me everything you see I'm not gonna confirm or deny anything I'll tell you everything at the end what I think and so I was like okay I saw this and I saw that I mean <laughs> and then she's like, like Joanne oh my god you're so gifted I'm just like oh my <laughs> I had no idea. I just, I'm just going with the flow of things. <laughs> Isn't that the most like magical moment where you're yeah. just like, wow, like you're, you're really in awe of, of what's, what's happening around you. And, and you're, cause you realize like, wow, I'm really in the vortex. I'm really connecting here. Yeah. And then to me, it's just like, oh, I just, I just like maybe it's just me visualizing images but <laughs> you know you learn to trust it like you said you just learn exactly. to trust it <laughs> exactly you learn to trust your intuition you learn to trust yourself which is uh, you become more connected to your intuition and you become just more connected with yourself and other people it's easy to become connected to other people when you are so connected to yourself yeah yeah for sure um, so you also mentioned Oracle readings before, like, is there, um, what, what do you love about reading Oracle? <laughs> I was always drawn to, um, Oracle and, and tarot, but I, I resonated more with Oracle. Mm. Um, and I think it's just so fascinating when you sit down with a person that, you know, you have pretty much no clue about, and you can reveal Im- important, factual details of their life and and connect with them in that way and and use that as a tool for um spiritual guidance um i love it (laughs) (laughs) yeah um or like did you start using that as soon as our like what did you get exposed to it when you were young from your mom or did you kind of pick it up again when you were when you got older Yes. So I, I was always seeing my mother do uh, tarot readings for, for people. And I was just so fascinated by it and, and just kind of watched her and, and kind of studied under her. And then I kind of lost it kind of straight away. And then as I became, started my awakening journey, I started to pick it up again. And Mm started figuring out a way how to use it for my energy healing and it's I feel like it definitely gives me more of an insight to what the person's going through and experiencing yeah for sure I mean like I my therapist she's actually pretty like 
woo woo. She has like card decks and everything. I so <laughs> I know. So like one day I was having like I was just very frustrated and she's like, you know what? I know what jo- will make Joanne feel better. She's like, pull a card. <laughs> so then it was an or- animal oracle deck. Um, and then I pulled out a card and then I read it. And everything in the description just made me cry because it was exactly what I needed to hear in the moment. Yeah. And then um, then the next week, she had me draw another card. And I drew the same exact card as the, I did the week before. I was like, you can't. It's like, what? There's how many cards in that deck? You know, like. <laughs> yeah. So that's when I started to really get connected with like Oracle as well, because um, first of all, like Oracle, they will always have like some kind of, oh, from my experience, a positive message to tell you rather than tarot. Like you have like, you have the swords cards and you have like the reverse cards and you're like, oh no, my destruction is coming my way. But Oracle is not like that. I agree. I think that tarot definitely, um, and you know, not knocking anyone that does tarot. I just don't resonate with, I, I don't really resonate with tarot, even though my, my mother, she's, she's done tarot most of her life. And, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I don't really resonate with it. Um, I just love the, I feel like for me, Oracle is more of an encouraging, positive, um, and, lighter mm-hmm. um way of conveying messages to to uh to clients yeah um, and I resonate better with them and there there's so many fun decks there's decks for everything you can get a deck for chakra you can get a deck for um love you can get a deck mm-hmm. for it's just so versatile um and I resonate better with it yeah yeah I I love I, I personally love both, but Oracle is definitely a lot easier to like, so you don't have to know exactly the meaning of everything because there's like a book, but. <laughs> um, so do you have any final message or advice you would want to give to listeners who may be interested in what you do or interested in anything we talked about today? Um, I would say for anyone that's honest, on their spiritual journey or awakening and is very curious about energy healing and or or even oracle reading um these are just tools to help you on your journey Mm -hmm. and when you do i don't knock it until you try it you know (laughs) yeah and i think there's definitely some beautiful um magic behind those and it connects you to your own spiritual gifts as well yeah and connect you to yourself and understand yourself and I would say just for anyone on their spiritual journey to have more compassion for yourself to stop judging yourself so harshly to be patient with yourself (laughs) to be so many up and down moments because you're not going to it's not going to be rainbows and unicorns every day you're not going to you know no that's not what an awakening is. Yeah, it's not love and light all the time. No. Because like, as some people would say, or we hear a lot, but it's it's, it's not it's like that. Like a roller coaster. Yeah. <laughs> you're going through so many emotions and you're you're trying to process these emotions. Mm-hmm. Just to be patient with yourself and be mindful of what you're telling yourself and, and how you're, you know, how you're showing compassion for yourself. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, for sure. That was so cool. <laughs> <laughs> so um, what are some, I know you mentioned it earlier, but um, kind of like shared the services you offer and where people can find you. Yes. So um, I do intuitive oracle readings. I do energy healing, Reiki healing. Um, I'm a spiritual coach too. So I help people connect to their own spiritual gifts and expand their um, consciousness as well. Um, I also do a lot of shadow work and childhood traumas is my specialty because I really, truly, truly just kind of connect and it hits home for me. Mm. Um, And you can find me at Mecca 11 and how the 11 is spelled is E11EBEN.com. Oh, awesome. Thank you so much again, Mecca, for joining on to my podcast. Yes, yes. I I love your energy so much. And and I really hope I get to see you again, which I'm sure I will. Absolutely. Well, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you guys for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, um, give Mecca a follow if you're interested in any of our services. And I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Thank you. Bye.